The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. G'day everyone and I welcome the to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast. Live on Port Fan Radio, I'm your host as always, Mac 19. Joining us is Portia. Hello, Macca. Gosh, it's good to be talking about uh, a really good batch of players again, or at least I thought it was going to be when we were talking about WA, but that's okay. It'll We'll be at Vic Metro soon. It'll be good. Only next week. Only <laughs> two more, and then we're at Vic Metro. And then yeah. we can talk about some talent. And some draftable talent by Port Adelaide, in fact. Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, <laughs> that was great. Um <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, we're going to talk about Vic Country tonight, but before that, I want I want your thoughts on the um, the rumor that's going around about Carlton trading Pig One to Gold Coast. What for? What do they get? Uh, well, there's there's mixed reports. One report is uh, two and three. The next report <laughs> is uh, two and six. What? <laughs> Why would Gold Coast do either of those? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'm not. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, I think they probably need three guns, which they will definitely get at two, three, and six. Exactly. And uh, giving away two of them, even though they'd get, you know, pick one and they don't know with pick one and two or pick They're one and three. Got... <sighs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what uh, the reason behind that is, but. Unless they believe that the player that they're going to pick at number one is still going to be there, uh, think, which is probably going to be Sam Walsh, I think. I think, people, but. I think this is a bit like the first free agency period and like every other off-season list management thing. I think people are just freaking the shit out <laughs> because the trade period keeps going forever. And because oh, it does. Oh. Someone's going to do something stupid. They are. And they are. it's either going to be us or Frio. Uh-huh. Uh, us or Gold Coast, I'm sorry. It, it, look, it could be anyone. but um... Or probably us and Gold Coast. Yeah. In the same trade. Maybe, maybe. Well, we, mm. were, we were one of the first clubs to really jump on free agency, weren't we? So, um, who knows? Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. I guess we'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, I guess from Carlton's point of view, you, you probably would look at doing that if they think that they're going to get the player that they want anyway, maybe. Um, I thought they were red hot on Walsh, but um, they're prepared to give up Walsh and get... Um, Lacocious and Rosie instead, then that's fine. Well, I mean, maybe they think the gap between, say, you know, for the type of player, the gap between Walsh and Smith isn't enormous as well, you know. Mm. That could be part of the thinking. Well, if it does go through, um, it pretty much means that we will have the choice between Rankin and Smith with our pick. Or King. No, I'm pretty... Or King, but... uh, I'm pr- like Max King will go to St Kilda. I think that's pretty much locked in. Oh, um, but I reckon, uh, I reckon, yeah, we would have the choice of those three. I think, mm. Mm. which uh, would make things interesting. Would make things very interesting indeed. I think so, I, look, I mean, as much as you know, there's as much as there's the thing like you know, King's trained at St Kilda, um, yada yada yada. I mean, there's still a part of me that thinks, no, why would they not pick Rankin? I mean, because you look at that St Kilda side and. Yeah, they need talent, but the number one the number one thing they need is any kind of, you know, class and and, and explosive ability because it's exactly what they're lacking. So, I mean, yeah. if, Rankin, if Rankin fell to St Kilda, 
Honestly, I really think they'd be stupid not to pick him because he's exactly what they need. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but they also need key forwards. They need someone to kick to, well, and they, they don't really forwards. have anyone. They need key forwards, but you can get key forwards, but getting game-changing ability, I, I don't know. I, I just really mm. feel like that for St Kilda, it's such a weakness for them, having X-Factor yeah. at all anywhere on the ground, that going past Rankin would just be absurd. Would be silly. Yeah. Um, right, let's talk about Vic Country. What are your thoughts on this crop of Vic Country players as a whole? Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I mean, it's it's like last year we talked about Vic Country and we said, you know, there are, it's it's an all right side, but it's it's not Vic Metro. Like, there's always a few underage players playing, and this year, obviously, mm. one of the most notable ones from my mind is still uh, Flanders, um, the man, the man child. Uh, and, uh, and look at and, well, and, and, and he claims he's a, he's bottom age. I'm, <laughs> I'm still not sure about that. He looks about twenty seven. He does. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, he looks like his kids could be eligible for next year's draft. Um. <laughs> he looks like he's been shaving straight out of the womb, really. <laughs> now there's a Gillette ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's not the best crop, but there's a few good players in it. Um, but really, it's a bit of a trier. Uh, and I mean, I guess an upside for big country is that even in a year like this, where it's sort of, yeah, it's just a middling batch. They've still got some, you know, genuine-sized midfielders and flankers and whatever else, so at least that, that's got that going for them. They haven't just suddenly become a 180-centimetre midget sign entirely. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's some draftables. Um, probably not relevant to Port unless we somehow get later in the draft, but uh, mm. there's definitely a bunch of draftables in this lot. There's a f- yeah, look, it's, it's not the best. They didn't win a game at the championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a really poor champs. Um but they've they've obviously got arguably the best talent in the draft. They've got uh, a few others that should go relatively high, and um, and then it sort of drops away a bit until sort of uh, late rookie zone, which is uh, a lot of players in this group, I think. But um, yeah, probably not the best mm. uh, big country crop as a whole, I don't think. But let's talk about uh, the first player we're going to talk about, and that is um, an absolute superstar in the making, Sam Walsh. Who's a 183-centimetre right-footed uh, midfielder uh, from Geelong Falcons? Uh, what are your thoughts on Sam Walsh? He's a bit of a Nathan Buckley for me. Um, a bit of a Nathan Buckley. I haven't heard that comparison, but that's a good one. I yeah, like that. Yeah, look, he's got a lot of grunt. He gets a heap of the ball, and he hit. But here's the thing: he hits a, a good target, a surprising amount for inside bid, and that's by hand or foot. Um, yep. And that's what made him Nathan Buckley. Like Nathan Buckley, he always whether he's playing inside or outside, he was always looking ahead and trying to work out how to carve up the opposition. And I feel that's a lot about how Sam Walsh plays. Yeah. Um, and he also seemed pretty used to getting paid free kicks. Um, so <laughs> that's a bit Nathan Buckley as well, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like him. Uh, he's, he's def- I reckon he's, I don't know whether he's quite the fig jam that uh, Nathan Buckley was talked up as being, but if he was, it wouldn't shock. He plays like he could be. Yeah, look, he's um, he's a star. He's an absolute star. I love him. I loved him in his bottom age last year. He had probably the best bottom age season of all time in 2017. Um, he averaged 29 disposals, four tackles, and five inside 50s. Um, a game for Geelong in their premiership season uh, was one of the best on ground in the grand final win. Um, he averaged 20 disposals a game at the champs as a bottom major. Uh, he, he did everything last year, and he's... Pretty much backed it up this year. Uh, he 
with pretty much identical stats um, right across the board, except for at the chance where he improved quite a bit with 29 touches, seven tackles, and four clearances a game. Was named the Lark Medalist as the best player in the championships. Yeah. And um, look, he's going to go top two, whether it's one or two. Yep. doesn't really matter. Someone's going to get the best midfielder in this draft for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and look, it's not us unless something amazing happens. But uh, mm. if it did happen, yeah, he's, he's not a bad get. Not a bad get. Yeah. It's his explosiveness, which I really like. He just seems to constantly be moving. Yep. Um, and when you get him on the outside, he is just an absolute jet. He's got huge pace. He has this, these long striding um, steps, which he looks like a gazelle, sort of, you know, leaping across the desert sort of thing. He's just, um, <laughs> he's light and quick. But on the inside, because look, last year I thought, oh yeah, he's going to be a really good wingman. Um, but uh-huh, this year he's time. really improved his, his inside game. And he's just an inside gun as well. He can win yeah. his own ball, gets first possession, wins clearances, can do all the agility, you know, zip zapping sort of stuff inside as well. Um, but it's just the fact that he's constantly moving and when he's free, he just puts on the afterburners and not many players can catch him. No, and look, honestly, you know, we, we, this seems to be the off-season for grand predictions, so I'm going to make one, which is that if Sam Walsh ends his career without a brand low, I'll be shocked. Um, yeah, I'd be pretty shocked as well. Yeah. Because he's got that blend of high-possession winning, um, noticeable player, yep. inside-outside. He'll kick goals. He'll do everything. I, I think he'll... You know, there's going to be something. There's going to be a miracle that happens next year for him not to win the Rising Star. I think um, yeah. well, he, he's going to have to be injured or, so, or something like that. Because um, yeah, you can yeah. just sort of see him stepping up straight away and becoming a twenty-touch player at AFL from year one. Yeah, yeah. Look, absolutely, and maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that is why this rumoured deal of Gold Coast trading out to pick one is, is potentially happening because they, you know, if they can't win games, they can at least win a Brownlow. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, they did that already with Gary, I well, guess. That's true. But... That, you know, that doesn't really count, does it? Yeah. Look, he is the best midfielder in this draft, in my opinion. I think, um, mm. you know, if uh, it's touch and go between him and Lukosius, for me, for who's the best player in this draft. I, I think Lukosius just uh, the tiniest of tiniest bits in front of him, I think. Um, but look, Walsh, if Walsh was, you know, he's probably the best midfielder in the last five or six years, probably since Josh Kelly got drafted. And I think he's probably going to be a better player than Josh Kelly as well. Mm. I, I think that if, you dra- if you're choosing between Lukosius and Walsh, I think that you probably pick Walsh if you've got a bit more conservative player set up because I think he is a very he's a very traditional sort of player and I think Lucas is a bit new wave, um, which is not a bad thing, yeah. but it does mean you probably need a forward-thinking mm. coach um, and coaching setup and development and all that stuff, whereas um, there's not a team in the last 40 years you couldn't slot a Sam Walsh into, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Mm. Um, is there anything you don't like about him? Um, he's not coming to port. <laughs> yeah, it's a big shame. It is a big shame yeah. that he's uh, yeah. definitely not coming here. But um, you never know in the future, I <laughs> guess. Know, but yeah. look, his disposal can be a little bit sloppy sometimes. He can sort of rush his kicks. I think he's got 
a higher opinion of his left foot than what is reality at the moment. Yeah. I think he, he likes to go with his left foot a fair bit, but I don't think he hits the targets with his left as much as I think he would like to. Um, but look, that's that's probably about it, really. Um, mm, mm. You know, when he's on song, he's yeah, he's a he's a gun. He's an absolute gun. Yes. Next player <laughs> is uh, Toby Bedford, who's okay. a uh, 176 centimeter right-footed small midfielder and small forward from Dandenong. He's uh, part of Melbourne's Next Generation Academy as well, so they'll have first dibs on him. Uh, he had a pretty solid year uh, for Dandy, I guess. Uh, he averaged 13 disposals and five tackles a game. Played all four games for Vic Country at the Champs. Averaged 12 disposals and seven tackles a game. Failed to kick a goal, though, um, at the Champs. Um, how do you feel about Toby Bedford? I don't think he's going to elevate. Um, he only kicked more than one goal once at TAC Cups, and he's going to be a small forward at AFL level. Um, yep. Then doing nothing at the Champs just sort of says, yeah, no, nah, we're good. And you see him run around, like you see him in TSC Cup level, oh, and in the champs, let's be honest, you see him run around, and he runs around exactly like Jake Nagy did, and that he gets really close to the contest, but doesn't seem to affect it in any way. Like, he just, he's just, he's there, yeah. he's right there, but nothing actually happens because he's just easy to not pay attention to. Um, yeah. And, you know, you could say, well, like, he could develop that, but it's like, well, he's a 176-centimetre player, he's already having the situation against another 18s. Um, I just don't see it elevating, so, yeah. He just doesn't do enough. Um, like he's he's very athletic. He is very quick. Um, yeah, he's he's a good tackler. He's got that electrifying speed, and he's got the ability to weave his way out of traffic when he's when he has the ball. Um, so physically, I think he's got the tools to make it as a small forward. Um, I just don't think the football side of the game is anywhere near it yet. Um, so he's a good athlete. Crumb- footballer at this point in time uh, will he get drafted? I, look I, I'm pretty sure that Melbourne will put him at least on the rookie list, I think he'll probably fall there um, if he's going to go in the national draft it's going to be you know, probably the last sort of five or six picks that he's going to get bid on I think um, but anything before that then yeah people are seeing something that I don't particularly see in him but um, look, if if that sort of footy IQ can catch up a little bit, he might be a, a decent little player. But at this point in time, I think the Jake Need comparison is pretty, pretty apt. He reminds me a lot of um, Kennedy Harris, who Melbourne already have as well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the... He's, he's on my red list. I'm not interested in having him at 14 even on the rookie list, so... Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Next player, and he probably relates a little bit to Port Adelaide, and that's uh, Xavier Dersmer. Mm who's a 184-centimetre, 70-kilo right-footed midfielder um, from Gippsland. He had a uh, pretty consistent year for Gippsland at TAC Cup level. And he's played there for the last three years, so this is uh, it's been a long time coming for Xavier. Um, he had a pretty excellent year. He averaged 23 touches, five tackles, and a goal a game, uh, which is elite. He was... Uh, a bit underwhelming at the champs, though, it's got to be said. Compared to that, he averaged just the 14 disposals and two inside 50s a game. Just couldn't seem to find enough of the bowl um, at championship level. Yeah, look, if we, if our best, sorry, if our least valuable pick remains pick 15, he's definitely a red flag for me for Port Adelaide. Um, because I just, yeah. I just feel like he's another one of these kick and forget midfielders. Like, you know, you just sort of hoof it 
and then maybe it turned into something, but you didn't really think ahead, you know? Um, mm. It just seems like that category of player in that he's okay at getting the ball, but I just don't think his quality of disposal is anywhere near good enough. Um, yeah. yeah I'm just not he's Brad Ebert. This yeah, guy yeah, yeah. looks like Brad Ebert. He kicks like Brad Ebert. He runs like <laughs> Brad Ebert. He is Brad Ebert. I'm pretty certain he is actually Brad Ebert. But, yeah, um, <laughs> and he makes the same mistakes as Brad Ebert does as well, uh, yeah, um, yeah. which is a problem. Look, physically, like Brad, I guess he is a pretty good package. Like, he's got he's got explosive pace. He's got good pace off the mark. Um, he runs all day. He's physically quite strong. He's quite well built already. You can tell he's going to be a big boy when, you know, three years down the track, you know, three years in an AFL gym, he's going to be a huge boy. Um, he's a hard runner, all that sort of stuff. Um, a TSC Cup level, he can find a lot of the ball. Um, but he just sort of, he seems a little bit too unsure of what to do with it when he gets it. Um, yep. A little bit like Brad sometimes, you know, you just sort of, he takes that sort of two or three seconds too long to dispose of the bowl. Mm. And then he sort of some, quite often miskicks it. Um, he sort of kicks off the back step a little bit, which I think is half the problem, especially when he takes a mark, goes back, kicks off the back step, and it's just a little looping thing which tends to always miss the target with him. Um, I, th- I think there's development there. I think he can become a good AFL player. Look, he, he's probably the player that I've been the most unsure of this year, I reckon. Okay. I've had him as high as 10 in my rankings. Um, at the moment, he's dropped right down to 31. Because yeah. I just... I don't know. There's just a big, big question mark about um, whether he will become a uh, a good quality AFL midfielder or whether he'll just be, you know, a cog in the machine sort of thing. Yeah, look, I mean, he's late second round material for me, um, mm. pretty much. And even then, I wouldn't be real keen on getting him. Yeah, look, I think he's definitely going to go before then. I've got his range as 10 to 30. Um, mm. I think Port will definitely be having a look at him no. with... No. Uh, Probably not with 10, but most likely with 15. I think the Crows with 13 or 16 will be keen. I think Geelong with 12 might look at him as well. Um, maybe Melbourne with 23, Gold Coast with 24 and 29 might uh, might look at him too. Um, but he's one that I've just, I'm just not sure of. I'm not sure if I'm underrating him. I reckon I was overrating him before. Maybe I've got him a little bit too low now. Uh, maybe he deserves to be sort of in the 20s a little bit, but... I don't know. He's one that I've I've had the most sort of uh, stress over this year. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, I don't know, I just feel like he's from a bygone era of failed draft picks when you sort of pick players because they look like they could maybe do things, but the, the, there's just not, enough, just not enough there for me. Well, I could definitely see him becoming a good quality AFL player. Oh, well, good I, quality or just... An, I mean, you see him becoming a mediocre AFL player. I um, know, look, if, if it all comes together, look, the main issue with him is his foot skills. If he can fix his foot <laughs> skills, if he can... <laughs> oh, I think that's the main problem, is that he just can't... He just He's not a very good kick. That's look, okay. Brad Ebert's become a, has become look, a... Look, Brad Ebert's kick. been on the verge of All Australian <laughs> last year, and uh, he's not a very good mm, kick. No, so, not. you know, sometimes these things happen. You know, yeah. Prittis won a Brownlow, he was a yeah. shocking kick. Yeah. Um, sure, sure. So these sorts of players can become very good AFL players, okay. um, but when you match when you match the uh, the poor foot skills with the disappointing championships in terms of 
output and yep. quantity. Mm. Um, then it's a bit of a problem. bit of a question mark for me. A bit of a question mark. Yeah, I think it's a huge question mark. But anyway, there we are. So I'm guessing you'll be pretty disappointed if we pick him with 15. I would be gutted. Absolutely gutted. <laughs> gutted. I'll, I'll be honest. I'll be absolutely gutted if we pick Dersmo with 13, with 15. Sorry. Mm. Kind of depends who else we pick for me, no, I really. think, and who else is available at that pick. Um, oh, but, yeah, at this point in time, I'm happy not to pick him. Yes. I think. Yep. Next player. And, uh, look, this guy's got the name of a polo player who plays with, um, you know, some royals in England, I think. Latham Vandermeer. Oh, he's a Bond villain, isn't he? He's, uh... <laughs> 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 he is Bond villain. <laughs> Or as a Schultz and Fess on Bigfoot, he said, "You've just made that name up. You've just okay. uh, you've just put it together. You put it in a random uh, name generator, and out comes Latham <laughs> Vandermeer." Fair, yeah, yeah, that's about right. It is a cracker. I've got to say, it's a cracker of a name. Uh, look, I've mean, um, got a good report because the name of an us, AFL player. Though. Rick's going to be going into us if we have a crack at uh, players of Dutch heritage. We've got to watch out. <laughs> That's it. Oh, is it the name of an AFL player? That's the big question. And, um, look, he's actually pretty decent. He's a 180-centimetre right-footed midfielder, probably play on a back flank at AFL level, I think. Um, he's an overager. He didn't get drafted last year. Mm. Uh, had a very good season for Murray Bush Rangers. Picked up uh, 21 disposals and three inside 50s a game. Um, was rewarded with that form with four games for Vic Country where he averaged um, just the 12 disposals, but his output is affected by breaking a collarbone early in the final match, yes. uh, five minutes into the game. Um, and look, he's a speedy line-breaking midfielder. He's got good endurance. He's kind of like, like a a little bit of a tougher Carl Amon, I guess you'd say. He's an overage 180-centimetre player, absolutely in my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> no, look, you I... love these guys. You love them. Especially when they get high scores in the combine, um, high vertical jump, high in the kicking <laughs> test. It's like, yeah, okay. Look, I mean, I, I'm just not very interested in him. I haven't, I, what I've seen, I have not really enjoyed. Um, yeah, well, why? Why? I mean, he's, you know, I, I have enough trouble convincing, you know, bottom age 180 cent, centimetre players are going to be really good. And I'm just like, this guy's had an extra year and he's still only averaging, what, you said 12 touches at <laughs> the chance. like, really, dude? I, I don't mm. know. I, I, it's, it's rookie at best, right? Yeah, it's late rookie. No yeah, doubt. and that's late. mostly because of his combine results, I would have thought. Yeah. Look, he's probably the most vanilla player in the draft, I would say. Oh, um, vanilla's a flavour, though. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, could go, he could go through a 60-game AFL career, and I'm not sure at the end of it you'd remember a single thing that happened. You'd um, remember the name. You would definitely remember the name. <laughs> Um, that's for sure. Um, but look, he's a he's an entirely competent footballer. You know, he's got good skills. He runs hard. He's got decent pace. He's a good receiver, um, and he can zip through traffic okay. Um, I can definitely see him getting on an AFL list and becoming uh, a decent player off a, off a rookie list for sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, will Sorry. it be a port? Probably not. No, I don't, um, I don't think so. Probably not. Though you never know. We do need some uh, outside players who can run and carry. Don't. So We don't really. 
Like, okay, you know, pick thirty one in the uh, in the rookie draft. Like yeah, even, even then, even then, like okay, let's talk about what we're doing in the draft this year. Like last year, we had a bunch of you know fairly small flanky types. We're mm. talking about this year. We might come out of the draft with picks five, ten, and fifteen, all being one hundred eighty four centimeters or shorter. Um, so then, you don't need more in the rookie draft market. You really don't. You, Porsche, you can never have enough one hundred eighty centimeter <laughs> outside receivers. Come on, this is oh, Port Adelaide. God. We're talking about here. Yeah, this yeah, is in Geelong. This is Port yeah, Adelaide. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, speaking of 180 centimetre players, next player yeah. on the list is Zach Foote. Yeah, good old Zach. <laughs> good old Zachy Foote, uh, mm. who is right footed um, to go with his name. He's also from Dandenong and uh, is an outside midfielder, forward flanker. Uh, surprise, surprise. He uh, had a pretty consistent season, kicked 16 goals in 14 games, oh. averaged 14 touches and three and a half inside 50s a game. Uh, again, he was rewarded with uh, four matches for Vic Country, played mostly on a wing, picked up uh, 11 touches and three tackles a game. Um, I'm, bet, I'm betting you're a huge fan of Zach Foot as well. Look, I mean, those average stats you just named are kind of deceiving. Um, because from what I can see, he played a really good first half of the season, and then he hit the championships, and then I think he just was not impressive. I think he looked overwhelmed. Uh, mm. And then the second half of the season at TSC Cup level, he, I mean, he, he went from being you know, regular and the, the best for matches to none and doing very little. Um, I think, yeah. I, I don't know whether he faded or if he got cocked an injury he was playing with or what happened, but like the second half of the season was very, very different from the first. Yeah. Definitely inconsistent. That's uh, that's his problem. He's also prone to clangers. That's an issue. Yeah. Uh, he just needs to sort of learn to settle down with the ball before uh, getting rid of it a little bit. He can try and do a little bit too much. I think he's got a higher opinion of his uh, of not his disposal of his of his ability to move in traffic than what is reality. Yeah. Um, because he does get caught quite a bit. I'm not convinced he's very two way either, honestly. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that either. Um, look, he's again. He's someone that I can see becoming an AFL player. I think he'll get drafted. I think he'll get drafted in the national draft. Um, but yeah, again, big question marks. Is that foot for me? He's a long way off it for me. Um, I reckon he's. Probably, mm. I reckon he might get drafted in the first in, in the in the national draft, but. Um... I'm not keen for Port to do it, and I, I really don't... There's certainly no... There's nothing resembling a guarantee of him becoming an AFL player of any standard. Yeah. Yes, again, he's very similar to a Carl Amon, but without the, the skill level, I reckon. Yeah, yeah which, which is a bit... Pro- probably not a great... <laughs> probably not a great... Uh, that's a wicked Great player, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little bit harsh. harsh but uh, sorry, Zach. On, uh, on a bit footy, that's that about the worst thing you can say about a player, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, just about. Just about. <laughs> uh, Thomas Berry is next. 185-centimetre, mm. 85-kilo, right-footed um, utility, I guess you'd say, because he can play absolutely anywhere. He's the brother of Jared Berry, who plays at Brisbane. Uh, um, and, look, he can play as a small defender. He can play inside mid. He can play um, a roll-up forward as well. He's from GWV Rebels, Greater Western Victoria Rebels. Yeah. And, um, look, he had a very, very good season at uh, TAC Cup level. He averaged 20 disposals and two inside 50s a game, uh, playing mostly in the midfield. Uh, he was a role player at the Champs only, uh, mm-hmm. mostly down back. 
and uh, he, so he picked up just uh, 11 disposals and four tackles a game. Uh, what are your thoughts on Thomas Berry? Look, I can tell you for free, I didn't like his role in the championships. Uh, I don't think mm. he's. I don't think he's got the, the the defensive nous to play the role he was played in. Um, but they obviously needed to fit yep. him into the side somehow. Um, but as a midfield, I, I, you know, he's he's, he's quite good. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, have, I haven't seen all that much of him, I'll be honest, because uh, the GWV Rebels, he's basically the only player. Um. Yeah, just about. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, he, he's, uh, I don't know, I guess he's probably, what, the third rounder? Second, third rounder? What do you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's hard to see where he fits, I think. Um, look, to go through what he does, I actually like him defensively. I think um, I think he's a real battler defensively. He's, his positioning is really, really good. He's a trier. Like, he, he hates losing contests. I, I like that about him. He doesn't mind getting into, into a scrap. Um, I like that. But physically, he's very, very impressive. He's got he's got really good pace. He's one of the quickest players in the draft. Yeah. Um, he's like quite that. powerful. Yeah, he's quite powerful already. Uh, good core strength. Um, hard to tackle. Uh, so as a, as a midfielder, I, I like him a lot more. Um, than if he was just going to become a back pocket or a back flanker. Mm. Um, I think um, as a midfielder, I think he's definitely got a future. And for me, he fits in that sort of 35 to late sort of bracket is what I've got him as. Um, I've got him ranked 54 on my list. Uh, So it's a fair way down. I can see him going third round. I can see him going sort of fourth round. can even see him going in the rookie draft, really, but... He reminds me a bit of Dylan Clark, not in terms of the way that he plays, but yeah. in the regard of you, you sort of he, think on draft night, gee, he went a bit late, didn't he? I was going to say... That sort of thing. Like you can say, see him going pick 65 and going, oh, was he still available? Yeah, look, I was going to say he, he's exactly that sort of, you know, North Melbourne anonymous midfielder that um, you only notice when he's thrashing <laughs> you, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> like yep. when he when he's winning yep. heaps of ball against you, and then the rest of the time, if you watch him against another team, you don't really notice him at all. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. Teams need those. But he's got a, he's got an asterisk for me. I reckon uh, if by chance he falls to the rookie draft, I would love to pick him up. So I reckon there's a bit yeah. of a future there. I mean, you think Brisbane again would probably just sort of try and you know lock in the berries, but uh, yeah, maybe sure. I'm not. He's mm. got a yellow. He's an amber on my uh, my my listing here. So he's an if amber. He ends up at Port, I'm okay. That's all okay. <laughs> That's good. That's one. Yeah. Tip. Well, it's two. Two. The other one was Sam Walsh, though. That doesn't really count. Well, that doesn't count. He's not. He's not coming here. Um, right, next player is uh, Sam Fletcher, who's a 188 centimetre inside midfielder from Dandenong. Um, <laughs> Had a very good year for Dan Nong. Um, averaged 24 touches, five clearances, seven tackles a game. Uh, so he was one of the premier inside midfielders in the competition. Uh, played three games at the Champs with uh, just the 15 disposals and eight tackles for Big Country. What are your thoughts on Sam Fletcher? Look, he, he seems okay on stats and he's, everyone seems to think highly of him. But in the games I've seen in Championships and TSC Cup, I, I just haven't seen anything I thought was genuinely special about his game. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, have you got a better grasp on what a sort of a player is? Because for me, you just seem kind of, yeah, he's all right. He's just an inside vanilla midfielder, really. Um, there's no real sort of outside game to his game at all. Um, doesn't really get much on the outside. Uh, doesn't spread very well. He's just sort of see ball, get ball um, in the midfield, and that's about it. And look, he's very, very good at getting the ball. There's no doubt about that. But he's going to have to improve 
uh, his all-round game if he's going to get on an AFL list and, and stay there. Um, I don't know. He seems to be more of a big footy type special player. It seems like a lot of people on big footy rate him relatively highly. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say heaps highly, but, you know, sort of second, third round sort of thing. Um, but he wasn't invited to um, the draft combine. So he was only a state combine, which suggests that there's not a lot of AFL teams interested in him, considering that combine invites are based off who the clubs invite. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. He just screams like Andrew Moore to me at AFL level. Like, he'll be a okay second-string 13-disposal-a-game sort of bench player, and that's about it. Yeah, and look, I mean, I guess one of the things that can impact how he's perceived, certainly on the Big Footy board, is the fact that, like, in this Big Country podcast, we're going to be talking about eight players from the Dandenong Stingrays. Um, they mm. were the best, you know, Big Country-aligned TAC Cup side this year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, an inside midfielder that's on the, that can get it out to, you know, genuinely talented players, potentially, or at least, you know, a, a, a has a, a cohesive unit around them, I should say more accurately, then they always look a bit better, don't they? Yeah. So maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah, they do They do tend to look a little bit better. But, um, look, full credit to his inside game. His inside game is very, very good. But um, an inside player that doesn't spread, doesn't get the bowling on the outside and is prone to skill errors when he does get it. Uh, yeah, it's, he's probably... He's by no means the finished article, that's for sure. Mm. Um, does he get drafted? I think... I think he'd probably go in the rookie draft for me. I think someone will take a punt on him in the rookie draft. And he's the sort of guy that you can see playing 50 to 100 games off a rookie list, I think. Yeah, could do. Yeah, and it's not as though he's got a science deficiency, really, or anything like that. Like, he should be able to cope with AFL football in time. So, yeah. You know, there's nothing against yeah. him on that count. Look, 188 centimetre. He's, yeah. uh, he's got the size to become an inside midfielder. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, he's a pretty big boy already. Uh, just needs to put on a bit of strength through his sort of core, and that's about it, really. But um, yeah, he's he's a fair way back for me. Yep. Um, and this player is almost identical, really. Mitch Ro- Mitch Reardon, who's uh, 186 centimeters. Uh, he's a right-footed from also from Dandenong, also an inside midfielder. Um, can play a little bit more on the outside though than what uh, than what Sam does. Uh, he was pretty inconsistent this year. Uh, he missed a number of games, only managed just the eight games across uh, the TAC Cup and the championships as well. Got injured at the champs. Uh, averaged 14 disposals, three tackles, and three inside 50s a game for Dandy Nong. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on Mitch Reardon? Well, I mean, first of all, on being similar to the last player, like, it's quite funny because he's, what, two, two days older and one centimetre shorter? <laughs> like, that's the difference on, on that yeah. category. Um, look, I mean, he's yep. another player that I put down here. Not sure what's so great. Seems an ordinary utility defender, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's it, really. I'm just not sure what the excitement factor is, but you know, he he'll, he could go okay. I think he's a lot more athletic than what Sam Fletcher is. I think he's got better pace. Okay. He's got better skill level. I think he's the type. I, I'm not sure if he's going to become an inside midfielder at AFL defender. level, but I can certainly see him becoming. A, uh, yeah, that sort of uh, shut-down back flanker-type role. Yeah. Um, or maybe a, a forward flanker's role. Um, I think there's definitely a, a chance that he gets drafted for that sort of reason. 
Um, I think there's a chance that he does go in the in the main draft. I've got him sort of 50 to rookie, but I can certainly see him getting drafted uh, late on in the piece. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about him. Yes. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, uh, next yeah. player we're going to talk about is Oscar Brownless, ah. um, son of Billy, uh, the Geelong champion. Uh, so he's obviously Geelong father-son played at Geelong Falcons this year. Uh, he's an inside-outside midfielder, can play on a flank as well. Uh, had a pretty good year for Geelong at TAC Cup level, averaged 19 disposals and four clearances a game. As a first-string midfielder, he was pretty solid at the chance, picked up 15 disposals and four tackles a game. Uh, what are your thoughts on Oscar? I don't really like him much. I, I feel <laughs> he's a clumsy player. Like, there's a lot of yeah. just sort of half okay stuff that I will just get completely smashed at our level. And he runs around like a headless chook a lot of the time. Like it just seems like he doesn't understand the game plan. He understands where the goals are. He like, he can mm. see the goals. They stay where they are. It's very helpful. Um, yeah. but, but as far as what else is going on, I'm not convinced he's got the best track of what's going on as far as the game plan and where the ball is. And or well, you can see where the ball is again, but I, I'm just not convinced he's got the, 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 the head to elevate that to, you know, the, the top, the highest level of football really. Yeah. Um, look, the things that I like about him is that he can play both inside and outside. He can play up forward. He can probably play off the back flank as well. So it's a bit of utility. I think um, I think that's one of the better things about him. He's a good size already, 186, and he's pretty well built. Um, he's got pretty good evasive skills. I like that. Um, and I like his ability to win his own ball through the midfield and, and kind of keep out of trouble a little bit. Like, he can weave out of traffic and, and get the ball forward. Yeah. Um, but he's just not a clean player. No. Um, he's, he's just not a clean player at all. And that's a big problem. Uh, his disposal lets him down. He's pretty sloppy with the ball. Can turn it over a fair bit. Yep. Um, doesn't get the ball spinning the right way a fair amount of the time. Um, and, you know, he can be pretty safe with the ball as well. He's... He's a bit of a sideways player. He tends yeah. to look sideways and backwards a fair bit when he gets it. Yeah. Um, so I think they're the problems with his game. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got also written down here, he's okay in the forward line, but I really wouldn't want him playing anywhere else on the ground um, yeah. for those reasons that he is a clumsy player. And he's more likely to be exposed to a dramatic degree in other areas of the ground rather than the forward line, whereas in the forward line, I think you've got a bit of leeway. Um, yeah. And it's maybe it's a bit easier to hit a goal given how wide apart it is, uh, as opposed to mm. being a teammate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, look, he's got pretty good golf sense. He can kick a he goal. Has. He's kicked a, kicked a, a ripper, which was, was a bit of a fluke at the champs, but yeah, well. kicked uh, probably the best goal at the championship. Um, <laughs> how many apparent flukes uh, did uh, Paul Northeast kick in his time? <laughs> no, probably 410 <laughs> of them, I reckon. But, yeah. um, but look, I, I can de- definitely see him having AFL potential if you if you fix up that sort of disposal. And I think Geelong will definitely draft him. They'll yeah. give him every chance to succeed because he's the son of one of their one of their gun players. And, Honestly, uh, when you've had the run of success with father-son players that Geelong have got, you just take them all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Um, where do you see a bid coming for him? Uh, look, it's hard to say. Do you, do you see a bid coming for him? <sighs> I think that someone might have a crack in the national draft. It wouldn't surprise me if someone like Gold Coast did, just because at least then, you know, there's a name factor and fans in the Gold Coast go, oh, I've heard of Brownless. 
oh yeah yeah groundless <laughs> yeah yeah like there yeah. might be something like that come through late but uh, uh, you know if that didn't happen he could, he could drop through to the rookie list but I, I don't know I think he'd probably get main list well if he drops through to the rookie list then that's a bit of a bargain for Geelong I reckon probably, I think he's a bit on rookie list it probably is probably a little bit better yeah look I can see sort of mid to late third round a bit sort of coming yeah um, I think someone will bid just a bid to be honest yeah, yeah maybe um and I think it'll probably come in the forties. I think that's probably his level. I've got him. I've got him ranked at sixty-five at the moment. So yeah, I've got him pretty right. low down. Yeah. I've got him there with the sort of Luke Englishes of the world. Mm, mm. Um, you know, there's a chance they'll make it at AFL level, but there's a big chance that they they, they may not as well. Um, but yeah, look, he's an interesting player, Oscar, and um, yeah, yes. it, it would be good to see another father son. Like that succeed, I not guess. Not for Geelong, though, but yeah. Not for, not for Geelong. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> All right. Uh, next player who um, <laughs> who Schultz and Fess also believes is uh, is made <laughs> up. A killer name, uh, though. A Hudson Garoni sounds like a sex act that you would find <laughs> on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> it's a real noir hero sort of name, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did the Hudson Garoni. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, or, or it's like a name of, um, detective. you know, <laughs> yeah, some sort of black noir video game yeah. sort of thing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, LA Confidential's hero Hudson Garoni, you know. That yeah. Sort of yeah. <laughs> That's it, but he's not uh, he's not a hero. He's uh, uh, he's a key forward for yeah, Murray yeah. Bush Rangers. Yep. And um, I guess he played like a bit of a hero this year. He, he did have a very good season at TAC Cup. Oh, we kicked 38 oh. goals in 15 games. Maca. Um. Well, two and a half goals a game. It's pretty yeah, decent. Yeah. Averaged uh, nearly seven marks a game. Um, and only kicked the four goals in three games at the Champs with uh, seven disposals and three marks a game there. Uh, what are your thoughts on the big fella, you know the big how, Hudson? You know how every episode the there's Garoni. one player that fascinates me, but I don't necessarily think I want them at Fort? This is the guy. Mm. Because <laughs> he is a full forward. And how do you play a full forward in the AFL these days? You know, like he's yeah. he's, he's straight for full forward. He's not he's not a centre half forward. Um, he's genuinely, definitely a full forward. He's got the size for it. He's got the height for it. He's got a strong mark and he's got an okay kick. Um, but as far as getting involved in a sort of running up and down the field endlessly, Nick Riot sort of way, that's not him. No, nah, um, never gonna happen. So what do you do? Like, has the six? Does the six 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 help him? Perhaps I don't know. Maybe it gives him a, gives him a future or. Is the game heading that way that you can have a specialist goal kicker again? Uh, I think that you know the AFL, if they could actually cause that to happen, I think they'd probably like that to happen because everyone loves you know big banks of goals by a player. Um, so does, I guess uh, it depends. Yeah. On, on just to stop you there, just on the six 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 theory, I guess it depends how many goals you think are going to come straight from centre bounce downs well, these yeah. days. It's true, but well, there's a lot of midfield focus sides. Around is there going to be a big, big influx of goals from from center clearances? Or you know, you would suggest there might be a few more mm. um, than what there has been. Um, but yeah, not not too sure. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. But he's fascinating. He's absolutely fascinating as a, as a to see. To, I don't know where he'll go. I don't know where, in the draft or what club. I, I have no idea. But he's a player who I think will be a kind of a bellwether for the league as to how the game is shaping. Like, if he comes in and makes a career mm. from what he's doing, there's a lot of lists that are going to have to adjust themselves to match that uh, that apparent success. Um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. I would not hate him at Fort. He's a yellow one for me. That's a that's a surprise. That's a yeah. big surprise. So who do you like better out of Hudson Garoni and Hugo Munn? Oh, don't ask me that. I mean, I still like Hugo Munn. Um, but if we got you know if we, if we somehow again if we ended up in the draft later later on, certainly yeah. If Garoni came up as a Port Adelaide player, I'd probably be okay with it. And mm. I, I, while acknowledging the fact that it's entirely possible he becomes absolutely nothing at all at AFL level because the league doesn't support the full forward. Um, mm. But if, you, if, if somehow the, 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 the rules get changed more and more so that the key forwards are kicking bags again, uh, you could do worse than to have a Hudson Garoni on your list to, just in case. Because <laughs> yeah. I think okay. if, if, it did, if it did happen, because, again, the AFL is very much sort of crowd-pleasing rule changes. Um, if that did happen, then he could certainly be right up there. Yeah. Well, that, that's interesting. I'm surprised by that. I completely disagree with everything you've just said, okay. pretty much. Cool. I think he's I think he's a man-child and a massive red flag, <laughs> and uh, okay. I would not want him anywhere near Port Adelaide, to be honest. Fair enough. He's going to be the draft, is he? He is. Well, <laughs> look, I wouldn't I wouldn't put that on him. Um, no one's as bad as Mitch Hardy. Mason Shaw, then? Mason Shaw? Possibly Mason Shaw. He, re- he reminds me a lot of Carl Brown, who... Who was okay. um, who sort of led the TAC Cup in goals a couple of years ago? Mm. Who was pretty much a similar sort of player. They're, they're very much a one-dimensional type, and I think that's what Hudson Garoni is. He's he's a he big is. boy. He's 195 centimeters. He's 91 kilos. He's well built already, and he he monsters defenders at that level because he can because he's bigger than them, yeah, and he's got about 25 kilos on them. Yeah. Um, he's not going to have that luxury at AFL level because I don't think he's all that athletic. Um, I don't think he's got good agility. I don't think he's very quick. Um, and I don't think at this stage, unless there is some big change, as you just mentioned, with the with the new rules, um, at the moment, I don't see him becoming an AFL player. I've got him as a late rookie. It wouldn't surprise me if someone takes a pun on him through the third round or something like that. Um, mm. Someone that, that's screaming out for a a key forward that they can hope can maybe play pretty early on. Um, and look, fair play to him. He had a very, very good year at TAC Cup level. But yeah. um, there's usually a reason behind that when you're that big. And uh, I just don't see what um, further development he's got in him, which can make him any better than what, or any more AFL potential than what he's currently got right now. Yeah, oh, look, I mean, I've got to be honest, I hadn't really connected this is a bad year for key position defenders as well um, mm. into my thoughts but um, even yeah, so, there's not like, many there's, yeah, there's not many key defenders this year. it's a weak one yeah so I guess that is a factor um, but gosh when, you, know, when you yeah look when you when you add in the fact that he just didn't get a kick at the champs really yeah um, I think that's a bit of a red flag for me yeah fair enough fair enough yeah. Okay. You, so yeah, I've got him. I've got him. I've got him at seventy-three <laughs> on my list. So look, if uh, if he's there in the rookie draft, I don't know. Maybe we will pick him up because we're still keen on tolls, and I guess it depends what happens with our first three picks. But it really does. Um, he might be the sort of player that we might be interested in as a rookie. Yeah, you never maybe. know. Maybe. You never know. Hmm. Uh, last player we're going to talk about is uh, is Riley Bowman. Who's a uh, a ruckman? Yeah, 
Have we even spoken about a ruckman yet? This, uh, uh, this whole draft podcast series? Briggs. Briggs, that's right. Briggs. How could I forget? Kieran Briggs. That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, look, Riley Bowman, he's a 198-centimetre ruckman. Um, he can play as a resting forward as well. He's also from Dandenong Stingrays, the 45th person that we're going to talk about from there. Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty good year. He kicked uh, 15 goals from 14 games, averaged 12, to, uh, 12 touches and 17 hitouts a game. Uh, his form for Vic Country was okay. Uh, nine disposals and 20 hit-outs a game there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Riley Bowman? Look, I don't mind him. Um, I'm not going to say we should make him a priority acquisition because I think we're already pretty settled for Ruckman right now, to be honest. Um, mm. But, yeah, like what he does, like I think that he could get more involved. But, you know, his actual skills are okay. Yep. He's good. He's okay at spotting for target. He's got a neat kick. You know, he's, he's you could do a lot worse. Um, and certainly in yeah. the past, you know, teams have... Uh, so I think he'll get drafted. Where he'll get drafted, who knows, because he's a ruckman, usually pretty late. I, I, there's not mm. enough there that I would say he's going to get, you know, that sort of first-round potential. He's probably, you know, late-draft rookie. Um, yeah. But he's got he's got a little bit of something there that you could say, yeah, okay. And, you know, given the ruck stocks are very thin this year, um, it does seem likely that a club will give him a shot for sure. I think someone will, will draft him. He's that sort of... It, it's sort of gone... Back to the future a little bit, I think. Um, the size of Ruckman. Like, they used to be that sort of Jeff Whitey sort of size, you know, 196 to 199 centimetres for a long time. And then everyone wanted the tallest fucker that you could possibly find. <laughs> and now it's almost gone back to what it was, you know, 20 years ago. Well, uh, uh, and that sort of 198 centimetre type guy is coming back in vogue again. I, and that's what Riley Bowman is. I can pinpoint exactly what happened, which is that the, the AFL really, really hugely, hugely went out of their way to make it so that Jeff White could be an All-Australian Ruckman by changing the, yeah. the Ruck rules over and over. <laughs> and like you said, they never wanted a taller guy, yeah. so then Frio went and got Aaron Sandilands and that put an end to it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah when, when Jeff White at full leap is at the same height as Aaron Sandilands standing on the ground, yeah, well, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, there's a, I, I find there's a lot of primus in how Riley Bowman plays, which is probably okay, lucky yeah. for him now that the primus rule is gone. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's overly athletic. I don't think he has a huge leap. Um, isn't isn't all that quick, but um, he certainly knows how to use his body in ruck contests, uh, hold them off, and is capable of uh, finding players with his taps and. Uh, uh, that's what you want in a ruckman, someone that can find your your teammates. And I think he's got good hit out to advantage um, capability. Um, he's shown that at TAC Cup level. I think he he can probably do the same at at AFL as well. Um, having said that, whilst he is very good in uh, ruck contests at using his body, everywhere else he's not very good. Yeah, well. he he can sort of get pushed off the ball a fair bit. He doesn't really know how to use his bowl in contests other than. Um, at he bounce downs, pretty much. He can work on that. Yeah, I definitely think he gets drafted somewhere. I think yeah. it's that sort of forty to rookie range again. Um, but look, there's there's you know next to no ruckman in this draft, and uh, yeah. someone that's sort of screaming out for one that they think might be okay, then he's you know almost the best of the lot. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a, even with Ports Ruck stocks as they are, I've got him down as a green. Like if we added him on the rookie list, you know. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't mind him there. It'll give us a, what five ruckmen for the year. Yeah, five. Ruckmen. Yeah. 
Oh, that's about right for me. So if he didn't end up on Port Adelaide's rookie list, I'd be okay with it. He's, I think yeah. there's enough there. To, I think there's enough there. It might take a few years, but that's okay. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. That's it. That's uh, that's all the players we're going to talk about for this evening. We do have a couple of questions. Can I do the speaker chat? Because there's a couple of things happening. You can. Um, so Bruce Abernathy, obviously not Bruce Abernathy, but you know, some some scamp on uh, speaker chat. <laughs> uh, if the deal happens, it will be one Lucosius, two Walsh, three Rosie, four Max King, and five Rankin. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know that I agree with that, but okay. Mm. Say that again. So again. If, if the deal happens, it'll be assuming this is the Gold Coast Carlton deal. One yeah. Lucosius, two mm-hmm. Walsh, three Rosie, yep. four Max yep. King, five Rankin. Yep. Uh, well, Rankin or Smith, that's the one. Rankin or Smith. Oh, as I said, I'm. I don't think we're locked to take Rankin if he's there. I think we've got our eye on someone else. Look, I mean, I wouldn't hate Smith. This is the thing. Mm. This is why I like pick five specifically as opposed to pick six is that we have got a choice and it's a choice between players yep. that would all equally suit Port Adelaide, so that's fine. Mm. You know, if it ends up being Smith or Rankin or Ben King or whatever else, then yeah, cool. Good. Um, Bruce Abernathy also said, in reference to when we were talking about Flanders, stupid, sexy Flanders. Yes, thank you. That had to be said. <laughs> um, Phil has commented on Dersma saying he likes the way Dersma moves but dislikes his kicking touch. Yep. Correct. Yep. And yep. Bruce Abernathy has also said North Adelaide's Premiership Ruckman has a better chance of getting drafted than Riley Berman. Uh, Jordan Sweet, yeah. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Don't know. Yeah, look, I think Jordan Sweet's probably a fair chance to go. I think he's developed a lot in the last uh, in the last twelve months. Um, certainly shown a lot more than what I thought he would at uh, a senior level. Um, I still think Bowman gets drafted though. Yeah, but in a week year for draft for Ruckman again, there's no reason why they couldn't both get drafted. Honestly, yes, they could. Yes, mm. they could. Absolutely. Okay, that looks sweet. A little bit older. He's you know what, yeah. probably twenty twenty one now. I think that's fine. Uh, um, and sort of probably the right age really to yeah. to draft. And look, he was a, he was a tall boy as well. He was two hundred and two centimeters, I think, and um, can play out forward too. So mm. yeah, look, more power to him. It'd be good if he got drafted. Yes. So I did like him in his draft year. I was a bit iffy on him, but yes, mm. okay. <laughs> uh, right. Nelson, Nelson on the uh, on Big Footy has asked um, uh, a question regarding sort of leadership, and he's asked, uh, "Who do you believe has the best leadership qualities in the first round, and who, if we draft, do you think will be a perfect fit to be captain of our club in the future?" Oh, that's tough. Um. I don't know, like, I've, I've already compared Sam Walsh to um, Nathan Buckley, so, you know, Sam Walsh mm. is an easy answer, but as for others, I don't know yet. I think uh, I think for those that were probably looking at it, I think Smith is definitely the best leader um, that will be available to us. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, us, I yeah. think, um, yeah, I think, um, I think he's going to be an absolute gun. Mm. Um, I think... Uh, you know he's a he's a training freak. I think that'll hold him in good stead. Does I think he's got a lot of. Fan? Uh, that's <laughs> always a worry. That is always a worry. Uh, look, maybe four years down the track we can trade him for Chad Wingard. Who knows? But um, I hear that Chad Wingard's a pretty decent player. 
I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I hear he improved a lot um, of Hawthorne. He's now he's a yeah. you know, solid gold, uh, you know, superstar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, de- definitely Smith for me has the best leadership qualities, has that sort of future captain potential. I think the best leader in the draft as a whole. Um, so the, uh, a lot of people think is uh, Xavier O'Halloran, who we'll talk okay. about next week with Vic, yeah. Vic Metro. Cool. Uh, um, I think his uh, his coach for Western Jets has rated him as the best leader he's ever seen. Wow. Um, uh, that's a big raps on him. That is a big rap. That is a big rap. Yeah. Uh, the, the likely players that we're probably going to look at, I'm not sure how many really have future captaincy potential. Like, no. I don't think Rankin's going to be a captain. Well, uh, I wouldn't think. Or, oh, Haitley might. I think Haitley's no. got that sort of uh, captaincy. Well, look, you know, head prefect at his school, I think he's got he's got big leadership potential as well, uh, to be honest. Um, yeah, the Kings, probably not. Um, you know, Coldwell, probably not. Hill, definitely not. Clark, you wouldn't think so. Mm. Butters, probably not. Um, so, yeah, I think for those that are likely to go around our pick, Smith's probably the main one. Haley probably second for me. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Next question? Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, oh, okay. Let me see. Well, uh, John's wanted to hear our thoughts on Brownless, and we, and we gave them. Yep. Um, Datbird also likes uh, the names uh, Latham, Vandermeer, and Hudson Garoni. He said, "Can I play two Mango Feather Duster?" That's a good one. <laughs> Jack Swim Tits. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. And uh, Ben Blank AU has asked Gatorade or H two O. Is H two O just water, or is that something else? I was trying to work that out. I'm um, I'm assuming it's water. Okay. I'm assuming I, it's water. I would prefer water to Gatorade. Water's nice. I like water. I like water. If it was Powerade and water, then that's a tough choice. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of water. Ice cold water is uh, is bloody great. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what. If, if being raised on Adelaide tap water back in the 80s and 90s and whatever, um, I reckon that gives you immunity to drink water anywhere in the world. So <laughs> definitely drink water. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I've drunk water in Indonesia and I drank water in St. Petersburg when there was a worry about the safety of the water there and I drank it and I was fine. Other people drank it and got sick. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's if you drink yeah, Adelaide water. Yeah, but I'm from Adelaide. Yeah. I'm from Adelaide, exactly. <laughs> I'm, used, I'm used to not being able to see through my glass of water. It's fine. Um, so uh, it's a bit better now, but uh, yeah. I reckon. I reckon yeah, stick a little with bit. The, stick with the immunising benefits of Adelaide water. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. Very good. All right. Okay. That's it for this evening. Yeah, well... We'll uh, be back next Monday. Phil on Spricker Chat has said, looking forward to Bailey Williams' chat next. And yes, he's another interesting player, and he might be my fascinating player for next week. Yes, definitely. He's a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a big asterisk next to him, too. Oh, yeah, huge. <laughs> um, I like him a lot. Uh, not to give anything away, but uh, yes, we'll be back on Monday to talk about Big Country, and then Thursday next week we'll be talking about Vic Metro. Hey, oh, woo, hey. <laughs> um, Phil has pointed out that there is water in beer, and yeah, certainly if you drink Southwark Premium, you're probably fine as well. Yep, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> on that note, Carl okay. the Pear. 
Khan for... Goes forward again for Port Adelaide. No laughing matter for the Roos. Treadray. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, Treadray! Party time! And thank you very much.